Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. It's a joy to have you with us today. Pastor Ed leads Fellowship Church in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. In today's message titled, Why Should You Share Jesus with Others? Pastor Ed Young continues the series, The Rescue. This message will explore the profound importance of sharing our faith and the impact it can have in the lives of others and in our own spiritual journey. This program is just a glimpse of what Pastor Ed has to offer. From global missions to his latest inspirational books and daily devotionals, there's something for everyone. You can find all of this and more at edyoung.com. And here's an exclusive offer for our listeners today. Download a free chapter of Pastor Ed and Lisa's newest book, A Path Through Pain, at edyoung.com. With refreshing vulnerability and power, A Path Through Pain shares their family's journey from sorrow and anger to hope and healing after the tragic and sudden loss of their daughter. As they share their incredible perspective, they will inspire and equip you to believe that there is purpose in your pain, even if you can't see that purpose yet. Now, let's get into today's message titled, Why Should You Share Jesus With Others? Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. I ran into a really powerful story this week, and I want you to listen to it. I thought it was very well-written, and it kind of talks about what we're talking about over the next couple of moments. A young university student was frustrated, lonely, and a little bit depressed. The relentless assault on his faith through faculty and friends had pretty much taken their toll upon his life. The university life wasn't what he really expected. He, he thought he knew a lot about the world, but in reality, he'd grown up in sort of a cloistered Christian environment of church, camps, and children's choirs. The temptations of college life, the women, the substance, the parties were all alluring, but amazingly, almost supernaturally, he remained pretty strong. Through a strange turn of events, he met someone named Scott. Scott had had some real dark problems with addiction and burglarizing homes. He was literally putting his life on the line. Because this student was challenged to pray for him, to pray for Scott, this young man went back to his dorm room, knelt down, rested his elbows on an air conditioning unit and prayed that Scott would become a follower of Christ. At the time, the prayer seemed like a hopeless petition, just lobbing a Hail Mary toward God. The next day, the student woke up and was walking to class, and even though the university had some 40,000 students, Scott found him and began to engage him in conversation. During this talk, Scott made a shocking statement. He looked at this young guy and said, there's something different about you, something unique. And then he said, I want what you have. So over the next few moments, this young apprehensive man was able to explain to his far away from God friend, Scott, what it meant to have a personal relationship with Christ. And he had a courtside seat as he watched him with tears streaming down his face, kneel and receive the grace and mercy of God. 
he watched him get rescued. I thought that was a, a pretty amazing story because I know the guy in the article, that guy was me. It was the first time I had an opportunity to be involved in the rescue. It was the first time I was able to sit down and see someone step over the line, someone let go of their sin and receive Jesus. On top of that, it was the first time I ever invited someone to the church I was attending who had never really been to church before and I saw church through their eyes. I didn't realize it, but God was preparing me, calling me to help start Fellowship Church. And sure enough, over the ensuing years, Lisa and I were able to come up here and start Fellowship Church. And I'm just gonna tell you, the moment you have that opportunity to to see someone step over the line, to see someone receive the life ring, your life will never, ever be the same. Now, I know in a crowd this size, we have a lot of people who are believers. In fact, I would say the majority of us would say, yeah, Ed, I'm, I'm a follower of Christ. And then the minority here would be those who have not received the life ring. You're still sort of testing the waters, you're, you're, you're thinking about it, maybe you find yourself on one of those poor flotation devices that we've been talking about. You remember those boat cushions I bought at Kmart? On the boat cushions it said, this is not to be used as a flotation device. In other words, if you try to use it as a flotation device, ultimately you would sink. And that's what we do in this life, isn't it? Some people use possessions. God is not anti-possessions. Some people think possessions in and of themselves will do the deal. Yet that's a poor flotation device. Still others use fame, that's a poor flotation device. Some use pleasure, that's a poor flotation device. So many people are drowning and don't even know it. Yet the God of the universe uses people, you and me, to throw the ring. So I'll let you say it this way. We do the throwing, God does the towing. We do the throwing, God does the towing. So the ring is the thing. The hope is the rope. And the rope, of course, is tethered to the only thing Jesus ever built, the local church. And we pull so the house will be full. Jesus said in the book of Acts chapter one, verse eight, you shall be my, let's say it together, witnesses. What in the world is a witness? A witness is someone who, as we've been saying, tells the truth about what has happened in their life. That's what it means to be a witness. That's God's plan A. I'll say it again, that's God's plan A. God uses people to share his message. Think about how Jesus called the disciples. He called them and they found others and they found people that they knew, people they were connected with. That's the biblical mandate. Jesus said, you will be my witness. So 
I kind of thought back on that story a little bit this past week. I was thinking about it, praying about it. And I was saying to myself, why, Ed, why, why, why did you share with that, with that guy named Scott? The guy who was addicted to drugs, the guy who was kicked off Clemson University basketball team for stealing and doing all sorts of things. And the Florida State criminals, I mean Seminoles, picked him up. Why, why, Ed, did you, did you share? Why? I mean, you were playing Division I basketball like this guy. Obviously, we had things in common. We were about the same age. We were both playing basketball. We both didn't have the greatest of careers. Why, why, why did I, did I share with him? Well, the first reason is I've got a boatload of blessings, and so do you. Have you, have you ever thought about the blessings that, that you have and I have? I mean, obviously, we're commanded to share Jesus, but think about the blessings we have. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter one, verse three and following, you can read the rest when you go home. It says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. Fellowship, I love that name. The word is koinonia, it means in common. Fellowship, great name for a church, fellowship. A bunch of fellows rowing the ship in the right direction. And when we keep our eyes on Jesus, the fellowship always runs by drowning hunks of humanity. But think about the, think about the, the ships that, that we have, the blessings and the ships that we have on the fellowship. We have relationships. We have discipleships, we have leadership, we have partnership, we have friendship, we have churchmanship, we have kinship, we have workmanship, ship, 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 ship. We have a lot of ships on the fellowship. And the Bible says that the blessings of God are, are just ima unimaginable. Think about some of these blessings. I just jotted these down this week. We're elected as saints. We're elected. In other words, God knew who would be the elect before we were born. Yet within that, we have a freedom of choice. Don't worry, you don't have the bandwidth, nor do I, to understand that. It's the sovereignty of God and the free will of man. All I know is I wasn't even running for anything and I got elected. You'll get that later. Also, we're adopted as children of God. Do you realize in the Bible, you could disown a biological child, but you could not disown an adopted one? We're adopted. You're adopted if you're a follower of Christ in the family of God. We're accepted as beloved. We're redeemed through his blood. We have forgiveness for our sins. We know the mystery of God's will for our lives. We have this inheritance in Christ and We've been sealed by the Holy Spirit of God. You know what that word means? Oh, that's a good place to clap. It means sealed by the Holy Spirit of God means earnest money. It's like the down payment. You will receive power, Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Power, that word power is dunamis. We get the word dynamite from it. The other day I went to our storage unit with Lisa. Yeah, she is a storage unit, not me. And I helped her roll the door up and I was like, Lisa, we have that. I didn't know we have that and that and that and this and that and that. I believe for a lot of us, we've not rolled up the storage unit. We don't realize what we have, 
who we are in Christ. So why share Jesus with others? Because we have a boatload of blessings. You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We're halfway through today's incredible message, Why Should You Share Jesus With Others? And we hope it's been an inspirational part of your day. As we pause for a moment, we want to thank you for joining us and for your continued support. This ministry, focused on sharing the gospel, is possible because of listeners like you. As a token of our gratitude for supporting The Creative Connection, we have a special gift for you. We'd love to send you a complimentary copy of Pastor Ed and Lisa Young's newest book, A Path Through Pain. This is a powerful book they wrote after the sudden death of their oldest daughter, Lee Beth. They share profound truth that even in the darkest moments, pain and joy can coexist. To receive your free copy, visit edyoung.com. It's our way of saying thanks for your gift to help take the hope of Jesus to people around the world. And if today's message has touched your heart, consider supporting us. Your contributions, no matter the size, help us continue spreading God's word and bring hope to many. Visit edyoung.com to learn how you can make a difference. Now, let's continue with today's message, Why Should You Share Jesus With Others? You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. Here's another reason why we should share Jesus with others. God has tasked us with the privilege to be his spokesperson. Now that, that, that's heavy. I am God's spokesperson in my body of water. People in my body of water need my personality, my gift mix, my pain, my successes, which have only come because of God. My body of water needs that, and only I can give that. I literally am God's breath, and so are you. Where do you go to school? Flower Mound. Okay. You are God's spokesperson in Flower Mound. High school? Yeah, Flower Mound High School. You're it. Now, just think about that. All the people you know that I don't know, all the stuff you're involved in that I'm not involved in, you are God's spokesperson. So it's like, man, I have so many blessings, so many gifts, so many abilities. I'm God's spokesperson. My group, my sphere of influence needs my personality. Now that is a... That's an earth-shattering thing to think about, isn't it? We don't really think about it. 96% of Christians have never shared their faith. Never. Wow, that's convicting. I've had opportunities to share my faith, and I've, I just tell you, I've been ashamed of the gospel. Man, I shouldn't say something because they might take it the wrong way or I'm a little bit fearful, you know, or, or, or what, and this is me talking, what if I don't know the answer to every question? Well, I am gonna be fearful. <laughs> I'm not gonna know the answer to every question. I'm just called to throw the ring. I throw God toes. I don't save anybody. 
I repeat, I don't rescue anybody. God finds you. We don't find God. But within that, we do have a decision. And within that, we're commanded over and over and over and over and over again to witness. Do you realize most people become Christians? Most people become followers of Christ in a one-on-one setting? It's not in this mass evangelism thing. Now, we share the gospel here. What's the gospel? The death, burial, and resurrection is the power of God. I'll talk about that in a second. And we give people an opportunity to receive the ring, and many do. But I'm telling you, most people who step over the line and become followers of Christ, this happens in a one-on-one setting. So that means that you, and, and that means that, that me, me, and I'm, I'm, I'm a pastor, but I'm a, I'm a guy, we're all, we all were fatally flawed, right? Those of us who are Christians, we've been radically rescued and we should radically rescue others because of the blessings and because we asked to be God's spokesperson. You know, important people always have, always have a spokesman. Have you noticed that? Oh, the spokesman said for Tom Brady, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, we are God's spokesman. Romans chapter one, verse 16. I talked about being ashamed of the gospel. I talked about the power of the gospel. It says this, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. See the power of God there? Other than the life of Jesus, the only time the power of God is mentioned the way it's mentioned is in the context of the gospel. Let me say that again. The only time the power of God is used other than talking about Jesus is in the gospel. We are carrying the power of God around. Every meeting, every game, every time I tee off, every time I work out, every time I cook, every time I shop, I am carrying with me, if I'm a follower of Christ, the power of the gospel, the power to transform lives. And too many times I forget that. Too many times I'm so involved in this and that, Sometimes I'm so involved in church business, I forget to allow God to do business in my life, which is throwing the ring. Because the ring is the thing, right? The hope is the rope, pull so the house will be. Oh, we got it now. Well, there's another reason why I shared Jesus with with Scott, and this is kind of a tough subject, but I'll bring it up again because of hell, the the reality of hell. If we believed in hell, it would really change everything that we do because I've never locked eyes with someone who is not a forever being. And at Flower Mound, Flower Mound, Flower Mound High School, you're gonna rub shoulders with a lot of people who are going to hell, mind just straight up. And that's difficult to even understand in our limitations, but you are. If you really understood that, if I really understood that, it would change the way I pray, the way I preach, the way I walk, the way I talk. My friends, if 
I believe the Bible, who don't know the Lord Jesus are drowning. It's funny how people use, as I alluded to earlier, poor flotation devices to keep their head above water. Great example, Tom and Giselle Brady. I doubt we have a couple that looks like them here. Maybe a few, but not very many. <laughs> On top of that, I doubt a lot of you have the portfolio that they do. I doubt you have the fame that they do. They're not followers of Christ. I'm not judging them, but they're not Christians. I've read interviews, I know. So you can sit there and tell me, you're gonna use those flotation devices that they've used, and you think that's gonna get you where you need to go. Their lives are in shambles, young people. Don't look to somebody who's using a Kmart boat cushion. Doesn't matter how much fame, doesn't matter how much money, doesn't matter how much popularity. People without Jesus are going to hell. Why do you think Jesus kept the pace he kept? Is there a hell? Why did Jesus do the last thing in bodily form, which was share himself with the thief on the cross. Why did he do that right before he died? Is there a hell? Why did he weep over the city of Jerusalem? Is there a hell? Why did he cry when the rich young ruler, you could say the biblical Tom Brady, spun on his heels and rejected Jesus? Is there a hell? So if there's not a hell, let's just liquidate. First Corinthians chapter 15 says, and partay all the time, partay all the time, because it doesn't really matter. But if there is, that's to change the way I look at my money. It should change the way I look at my time. It should change the way I look at my relationships. It should change everything. One time Jesus told a story, this is a really scary story, of a conversation between heaven and hell. This, this guy, after he'd been in hell five minutes, he turned into this evangelist. And the conversation goes in Luke 16. Warn my brothers, tell them about this place of torment. And the answer was, you're too late. You're too late. Here's another reason why I share Jesus and why I shared with my friend, because of the celebration in eternity that takes place when someone steps over the line and when someone receives the ring. There's a standing ovation that never sits down the moment a fatally flawed, drowning and depraved sinner grabs the life ring of reconciliation. There's a party that goes on. Not only that, but there's a party and there will be a giant celebration when we get to heaven by virtue of how God used you and me to toss the rings because something that's lost doesn't find itself. Have you noticed that? No, it doesn't. But the Bible says that there's rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Now, sharing the gospel is something angels can't do. Did you know that? Only human beings can do it. 
The ring is the thing. The hope is the road pull, so the house will be full. Thank you for joining us today on The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We trust that this message, Why Should You Share Jesus with Others, has strengthened your faith and emboldened you to reach out to a world in need. Your influence holds significant weight in leading friends and loved ones to encounter Christ. And it's our heartfelt prayer that you would feel both empowered and equipped for the journey ahead. Join us next time as Pastor Ed continues the series, The Rescue, with a message titled, The Romans Rescue Strategy. We'll dive into the strategic ways we can live out our faith and impact our world for Christ. Stay connected with us at edyoung.com for more great content and ways for you to be part of what God is doing through the creative connection. Thanks for listening. Until next time, God bless.